Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Kletjean Sports and Rohan's channel. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Rohan, how are you doing after practice, my man? We just saw each other. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a, an interesting practice nonetheless. Um Certainly, you know, some ups and downs for certain players, which we'll get through. And, I, I, you know, it was a lighter practice. Yesterday was the longest practice that we had all training camp. They added an extra 13th session. Um, they normally go 12 sessions. They added 13. And that 13th one went 30 or not 30, 21 minutes yesterday or 23 minutes. Today, as a result, today was lighter. So not too much today. But uh, still, a practice where you got takeaways anyway, regardless. Yeah, I felt like today, even in previous practices that I've been to and everything, I felt like today was a lot shorter. Um, now, I was kind of interested on how things ran because normally you do see, like, a lot more um, team stuff or oriented like that. But when you're mixing in, like, when, when I mean by team stuff is you don't normally – that feels so weird, man, doing an episode standing up. I just moved into a new spot, and I don't have my my desk chair. I don't, I'm missing half my stuff still. So doing a show from the standing point is very weird. Um, but normally, like, you see, you see the 49ers offense on the field with one quarterback for a while. Like, they get reps for, like, usually eight to ten reps, and then Kyle would switch. This year, I don't. I haven't been there, so it's kind of hard to for me to say. But I, I'm curious on what you have to say about this. But I felt like every three to four reps, Kyle was switching someone in and out. Like to me, I'm like, how do you? You don't get to see anything. Like you rep one play, and then you go to the next thing right away. Like for me, I thought that was interesting for Kyle to do. I wasn't a fan of that. I mean, I, I like that he's rotating everyone in and out at the quarterback position. That's cool to see because they're actually getting to see everyone. But I'm not a fan of two, three reps and then switch. I agree. And, I mean, it's interesting. It's the dilemma the 49ers face in trying to balance having the quarterbacks that they do, like trying to balance involving every single quarterback and also, you know, having the, the reps that you want each guy to have. And so the 49ers altered their MO under the Shanahan regime. Normally, mm-hmm. it's you get a you essentially get a drive. You get six, seven plays. You get a, a little bit of time to establish yourself, and then you get pulled after that, which is a regular standard uh, procedure. You get a few plays, then you get pulled. The 49ers, though, they did it differently this year to accommodate for their fourth quarterback. They're not doing six, seven plays. It's a maximum, really, of four plays per drive, and of those four plays, it's usually at least 50% runs. You'll see these stretches where you'll have three, four passes for sure. But it's a good amount of running. And so there are certain times where quarterbacks get one drop back. And with the way that they have been holding on to the football too long and with the way the offensive line is played, you see sometimes it's just a sack. You don't even get a drop back really. Or you don't get a throw really in a set of plays. And mix that in with my random observations from yesterday. 
where Trey Lance sat for nearly 30 minutes at one portion just due to the way the 49ers are operating their situation when all four quarterbacks are on the field. It's just like, you know, you've got a a, a, a significant stretch. And it's tough because what with the amount of quarterbacks that the 49ers have, they're trying to get the reps between each other quicker so that you can get a little more continuity despite having less reps per set. But then in doing that, the next time you throw sometimes can be way, way far off. We saw that earlier in camp, and then yesterday we saw that with Trey Lance. Just an interesting dynamic overall. Yeah, to me, I thought that was a little bit interesting. But going straight into the quarterbacks today, I thought it was interesting because the quarterbacks had a reverse practice. And I mean by that, one quarterback started hot, or not necessarily hot. One quarterback started the day fairly decent, and the other one was whoa, like all over the place. And the next thing you know, they flip-flopped. And one one ended the practice really well, and one ended kind of very bad. Um, let's go straight into the quarterbacks, Rohan. That's the, the juicy part of practice, right? Um, well, Sam, first first and foremost, Sam Darnold got the uh, first-team reps first. Um, he was the first quarterback to go. Um, and during that part, uh, the first one was a Debo left in around um, – Probably would have been a tackle for a loss. I, I had it marked for a tackle for a loss. Um, but it's kind of hard to chart when Debo's one-on-one with the player. Like, realistically, if the player touches him, I don't know if the defensive end tackles um, Debo if he doesn't. Technically, it's a throw in the NFL. I didn't count it as a throw. Um, I don't know if anyone else charted it as a throw. The reason why it's technically an, it's a pass is as, as Donald gets it, he tosses it forward like that. Um, Debo took it around. Um, on the, those on that quick um, jet motion, um, the second set, the second play, um, Sam Darnold rolls left, hits Brandon Ayuk in the flat around like five to six yards, and Brandon Ayuk um, picks up another ten to fifteen yards after that. Dude, Brandon Ayuk, this is the most been to camp the last three four years. This is the most explosive I've seen Brandon Ayuk look by far, and like I know it's been over exaggerated by everyone. But that was by far one of the first things I noticed when I'm watching Brandon Ayuk run routes. Like, by far, he looks extremely explosive from the previous years. Um, and then they go into Deba, uh, into Trey Lance, and then you could go ahead and go into the, the plays from there. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the quarterbacks, right, uh, essentially Darnold got his got one throw. There was only three plays, I believe, in that – or no, no. Yeah, only three plays in that first set of uh, plays. There's only three. Darnold got one throw. Lance, then he comes up and um, it's a run first. Then it's Lance's first drop back, but he got sacked. AJ Parker was a free rusher here on a blitz. Um, uh, I believe he was out of the nickel or something like that. He was on a blitz, uh, free rusher, got sacked. And this was not a great ball from Lance after the sack. Uh, threw his pass well short of Ronnie Bell, his intended receiver, who was 20 yards downfield, probably threw it four or five yards short three, four yards, whatever it may be. He threw it. On that one, was kind of interesting because he had a guy uh, about five yards shorter than where the ball landed. So I don't know if he was attending the shorter route. So it's going for the deep route. Like, to me, I'm like, why are you either way overthrew the shorter route, like by 10 yards? He either overthrew the shorter route by about five, 10 yards or underthrew the deeper route by a few yards as well. Yeah, so so like on that one, I I was kind of interested, like, because I put in my notes, I was like, don't know who he's attending to. Because, like, it literally landed in the middle of both of the receivers. And it was higher. That It was, like, way over the head of the, the shorter route. 
and it was like five yards before. So I don't know if he was attending which route. I thought that was interesting. I did have I did mark that as a possible sack. Um, now I just want to because I know Rohan doesn't chart throws when it is a he counts it as a sack. I do. Um, I count them as a sack. The reason is is because the quarterback's still throwing the ball. DBs and the receivers don't give up. If the quarterback's still throwing the ball, that means you're putting on a rep for your coach to see. So for me, I chart it. Um, now I do mention, I will put in my note, possible sack, where I will put, um, if it's a complete full sack, full sack, but I'll give on the, the what happened on the play. But go ahead, Ron. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind if people do that necessarily. My reasoning is, one, the play is dead just because in a real game it'll be dead, and two, I don't like necessarily doing that because I feel it gives the defensive backs an unfair disadvantage. Absolutely. When, when, because obviously it's a play for seven, eight more seconds, uh, seven, eight seconds rather than the regular however long the play takes. But then again, this is training camp. This is practice. So it's okay to chart it whatever way because the end result isn't necessarily the, the, the point. It's the process. But Lance had one lone dropback. I charted it as a sack, ended up with a very weird-looking ball on his first throw. But then Brandon Allen, he comes in. It's a regular 1-2-3 split today. Allen came in through an incompletion um uh to Danny Gray on a play action. This one was well underthrown. Gray Very underthrown. Gray beat Deshaun Jameson. Deshaun Jameson's looked really good. This is the one rep where he got beaten on the day um down the field. Danny Gray was he he was wide open and this is an easy touchdown a very easy touchdown. I don't know what the safeties were doing on this play. He was over the middle of the field and he was wide open. This ball was well underthrown. This is probably the most underthrown I've seen a ball so far. Um Danny Gray probably waited at least two seconds to get that ball. Taylor Hawkins, Miles Hartsfeld from the middle of the field, uh, like probably 10, 12 yards below, are running back. They end up making an easy PBU, uh, an incompletion there on Allen's lone throw before they settle it back in. And it was a very um, interesting split. I think the 49ers, what they were trying to do today was trying to give a little more continuity to both starting or both quarterbacks with the ones because you see, uh, you see packages unlike any other day so far. Mm-hmm. You see packages – uh, today, where Darnold got the, the reps with the ones to start, and then Darnold got the reps with the ones again on the second route, uh, on the second run around. He only had one throw. He had a screen pass. It was a two play drive. It was a, a pitch to CMC, and then it was a quick throw to Christian McCaffrey on a screen. And so, you know, he only had one throw on that one, obviously a completion, but it was a screen stuffed at the line of scrimmage by Dre Greenlaw before Lance came back. And it was interesting because I thought Lance could have been sacked on his second uh, second drop back too. Didn't chart it as one, but I thought it could have been. And on his second drop back, this was another not great ball from Trey Lance. It was 25 yards down the field intended for Juwan Jennings, who had a step over A.J. Parker. Had Lance led him, thrown it over him, this is probably a completion for deep. Lance underthrows this ball. Um, and A.J. Parker is able to come back and make, it, uh, make a pass breakup on this play. It was a 50-50 type ball, incomplete there for Trey Lance. On that one, so I did have I did mark that as a, a possible sack. Yeah. Um, I thought Trey Lance got away from the pressure, so I, I didn't really like see it as a full sack. But I, I probably like on, on this route, Jennings ran a bad route and he gave no effort. In my opinion, I thought he didn't give as much effort as he could against the smaller defender. I felt like he was expecting to automatically beat the small defender with his size. Like because at some point, as a 6'3", 6'4", receiver, you got to high point the ball. And I felt like he didn't really go up and try to high point it. Kind of like he let it come to himself. 
But again, it was a bad throw. It wasn't a, a throw where you're like, okay, wow, Trey Lance, Trey Lance that was a nice throw. No, that was a bad throw. Like you gotta put it out into the grass area. If you throw it another five yards, you're probably having Jawan Jennings run under it and probably have to toe tap on the sideline, or you're allowing Jawan Jennings to go up and make that 50-50 catch at the high point. But I just felt like it was uh, two different things. Jennings, you got to high point that. I feel like he had the, the possible um, position to go up and high point it. But at the same time, that's a bad throw. So either way, it's the way you look at it. Is quarterback situation, bad throw. Receiver, give more effort. I think I felt like he gave him a chance, um, even though it was underthrown. I was expecting Je- – I thought Jennings was going to go up on the smaller defender and, and 50-50 it and win it. Didn't do so. I thought that was a bad throw, bad rep by Jennings. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, I mean, it was another – a little bit of a slow start here for Trey Lance. Lance, though, had a couple of passes on this drive. This is where they really started to ramp up the passing. His next ball, though, unfortunately, was another bad throw. Debo Samuel had beaten Charverius Ward um, on the sideline. Uh, Lance, and this is with the ones now. Though. So now what we're going to talk about this because at first the first set was with the twos. Now it's with the ones. They flipped it. So they gave Lance uh, – they gave Donald two plays with the ones, and then they gave Lance two plays with the twos, and then they flipped it. They restarted the period, and Lance got the ones um, this time around. First play to Debo Samuel, 30 yards um, down the field. He had beaten Traverius Ward. Um, safety was safety was there. It's not like he was on the play, but he was converging. Still enough room to fit this ball in. Lance overthrows it, though. Um, this is an overthrow here from Lance. Another not great throw on the day from Lance. So starting off pretty, uh, pretty, pretty slow. Finished this drive, though, with a hit to Jordan Mason in the flat. I like this throw. Um, because I love this, the process of this throw. Not exactly. necessarily the throw, but the process. Because on the first place, Lance was looking downfield, and there were times where you thought he could have hit the check down. This is something Kyle Shanahan spoke about two days ago on Lance's in- uh, interception to D Winners. Lance looking to push the ball, being more aggressive, just didn't see uh, D Winners on a play where the check down was wide open. I thought I saw this pl- uh, this go along yesterday. That was a reason why I docked his grade a little bit. Because there was a play in the red zone period where Lance had his check, or not in the red zone, but in the move the ball, where Lance had Ty Davis Price, his check down open, tried, went past the check down route, tried to throw uh, down the field, couldn't find anybody, then scrambles out and throws a poor pass at the end of the play to Ty Davis Price. This is something where you hope, you know, he improves on, and he did here. Went, looked downfield, deep to short. Hit his check down here. And then his last throw was his first completion of training camp to Christian McCaffrey. A dart over the middle for eight yards. Stepped up again. Solid play from Lance. But a poor start. Two for four. You could have him two for five. But I included one of the sacks. Three not-so-good plays to start from Trey Lance. On this play, what I liked about it was the process. And the reason why I say the process. So the, the previous throw that Rohan was talking about, I thought that was probably Trey Lance's worst throw of the day because Debo Samuel had the DB beat by two to four yards. Like he was, there was no one near him. Uh, that's one of those ones where you got, it has to be the old Trey Lance deep ball, not the new Trey Lance deep ball. And what I mean by the old Trey Lance deep ball is the old Trey Lance deep ball. He'd put a nice trajectory of Irvin, nice, give it some air and land right in the bucket. And now the new Trey Lance deep ball, I feel like it's more of a, I'm going to rip it. Like it's not necessarily like the the moon drop it in a bucket kind of kind of deep ball anymore, and I felt like he 
just ripped it. Um, he overthrew Debo by like five to seven yards. Um, yeah. Debo had two to five yards on the defender. That's the one that, and from what from what I I'm understanding, because I was I've been at the practices, is the one that Brock Purdy has been overthrowing as well. When he mm-hmm. has a has a step on the defender and overthrowing it because they're just trying to get it out there. Um, I felt like on that one, Trey Lance rushed himself because watching his watching his base, watching everything, and this is something that I always try to pay attention to in the sense of how does his mechanics carry over into eleven on eleven period? Because the mechanics look phenomenal. That's one thing I noticed. They looked great um, during indies and everything else. He saw it, and instead of normally he's, he's been stepping into everything, he just let it rip. Didn't really kind of off his back foot, just let it rip. Um, I thought he could have stepped into that one, had a clean pocket. That's the one you got to hit. That's an easy touchdown. That's what what pushes Brock uh, from Trey Lance into the Brock category. On okay, this guy should start. That he didn't do that. So for me, that was a. Of his worst throw of the day because that probably should have been a touchdown and probably is probably the best play of the day if he hits it. After, right. Yeah. After that check down to Mason, which I thought was nice because you see um, Trey Lance go through progressions. And then first thing I noticed of the day of camp, I know it's off topic because we're going through the play chart, but first thing I noticed the first maybe six plays um, of the day for Sam Darnold and Trey Lance, Trey Lance processes the field way faster than Sam Darnold. And that's not a knock on, on Sam Darnold. No, I'm that not, is. Like, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go I'm, even further. You could say it's a knock. I'm not because the reason why I say it's not a knock is because Sam Darnold is the quarter. And you you, not, you said this right after practice, and I, I agree. Sam Darnold is the quarterback that Kyle loves. And I, I think it's the same thing with Brock Purdy in a sense because I Kyle wants the quarterback to go to wherever he says to go. Sam Darnold does that. And the moment he doesn't see his number one read open, he starts to panic. And I noticed that during during camp because he starts getting happy feet. His feet start bouncing around everywhere in the pocket. He wants to get out of the pocket. He goes and scrambles right away. And I felt like, for me, the way Trey Lance processed the field was much smoother than Brock Purdy. I thought Brandon Allen even processed the field better than Sam Darnold. Um, and that's not... I mean, I don't want it to come off as a knock on Sam Darnold because he started off the day better than Trey Lance. But you could go ahead and you could take it a, a step further, Ron. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say this because I've been there um, for all nine days. Well, I haven't been there the one day it was closed, but I've been there eight of the nine days. Sam Darnold's processing is slow. It's slow, and that is something that knocked him in in Carolina, and that is something that knocked him in college. That is something that has stuck with him throughout his career. That is something he's unfortunately not been able to improve on. And that's my lone, really, uh, lone mark negatively about Sam Donald. He's got good arm talent. He's got, you know, he can make whatever throw you need him to make. He's He's got a strong arm. He's mobile enough. I don't know about every throw he, he can make because we're going to talk about that later. There's a, a few throws where I'm like. Hey, to be honest, I thought he, I just thought he just. I don't know what he did on that throw because he. I've seen him. I've seen him throw that pass. We'll talk about it in a bit. I've seen him throw that pass on a rope. Not today though. But to me, he's got good arm talent, but his processing is slow. And the issue to me with that, or the the reason that I made a comment, I, I told Marco after practice. That's why Kyle signed him because Sam Donald's got everything you he wants in a quarterback. Good arm talent, a guy who can hit all levels of the throw, and a guy who uh, will work deep and then go short. 
because Kyle will tell him who where to throw. Kyle will tell him, you throw there. Even if you don't want to, you throw there because that's what my offense dictates. And then Sam Donald throws there because he can't process more than the first few reads, at least quick enough. And this isn't just today. This has been a reoccurring theme. And I'm not trying to overknock him because he, he does have good parts of his quali- good qualities that makes him a high-level backup. But that's the main knock on him in his NFL career. So Randall goes on and says, my wife is a Panthers fan lifelong. And unfortunately, I've watched Sam Darnold last season. Panthers were a good team last season and no Pro Bowl offense. Talent for the will fix Sam Darnold's processing. You cannot fix. So let me check this out. Let me explain something. Just because you put better offensive players around the player doesn't make it his processing speed faster. It actually slows him down, in, in, in my opinion, because he wants to, he, he sticks up on that number one read too long, right? Like he sees Brandon Ayuk as the main uh, number one target, and he sticks on him for so long, even though it, he's not there. And then he moves on to the next guy, and it's already gone, like by far. So I think to me, that was the, the, the thing that stood out the most. So for me, I think processing doesn't cannot get fixed. I think he's once you stick onto that receiver, you're kind of screwed. Um, and I think Sam Darnold for me, that was probably the worst part to watch today because I thought I, I know he has the arm talent, and I was like, okay, let me go. Everyone's been saying he's been great, been phenomenal, having good practices. I think that was the biggest knock on him. Um, next play, Rohan, after the Mason checkdown, uh, I thought this was Trey Lance's best throw of the day. Um, this throw was, in my opinion, the best throw of the day when the 49ers released the video. I hope they put it on there. Um, I thought this was the best throw of the day. Because not one, uh, Trey Lance slides nicely in the pocket. I felt like he moved nicely in the pocket during this play. Um, and it's his first, I think, believe it's his first real connection to Christian McCaffrey in 11s, right? It was the first day that he had snaps with McCaffrey in training camp. And I thought it was a, a phenomenal throw. Um, it would end up becoming a big play after the throw and catch, after Christian McCaffrey got on a, on a big, uh, it was more of a, uh, over the middle. Um, I thought that was a nice throw. What, what were your thoughts on that throw during that 11 on 11 series? I liked it. I liked the velocity. I liked the placement. It was over the middle. So, you know, it's a little bit of traffic eight yard throw. Would I say it's his best throw? No, I think that there were some other throws, uh, in the later portion that I liked. But again, when you look at the, uh, when you look at what you want Trey Lance to improve on, it's the short game. That's where he struggled. That's where he's, you know, um, needed to make some improvements, and he hit a couple of short passes today. And you know, that's it's not like the, it's not like you're gonna overly praise him for it. I'm not gonna give him an A because mm-hmm. of short yeah. passes or things like that. But it's important to note when a player who has struggled in something is improving in that area, right? So when Sam Donald processes better, that's something that I will note in my practice reports. When Brock Purdy hits those downfield shots not only with good uh, good anticipation as he has, but, you know, um, getting it there on time, that's something that I'll note. This is something that I noted from Trey Lance. So, for me, the reason why I say it was one of his better throws is I, I felt like that was the, more of a tight window throw from where I was sitting. I, obviously, I was sitting near like a pole in the middle, but obviously that play wasn't affected by the pole. Um, I felt like there was a, a, a in-between defenders hit, Christian McCaffrey in stride, which allowed him to continue just to turn up field. Like, he didn't have to stop, slow down or anything, hit him in stride. And that's why I thought it was his best throw of the day. I felt like with the defenders and everything around the middle of the field, um, even though it was an eight-yard throw, which turns into, like, 20 to 25 after the yards after the catch, um, from what I had charted, because I don't think – there was a couple guys that came near, 
but the, the angles are terrible. I don't think you're, you're catching Christian McCaffrey with those kind of angles. Um, I thought that was the best throw of the day, even though he did throw a beautiful throw later down in practice. Yeah, no, I agree. But moving forward from there, you know, um, that was Lance's like first true throwing session. Got four throws, I believe, out of that uh, series, although one could have been considered a sack. Um, but overall, I mean, you had a couple of solid throws, right? But they were the shorter throws, some really not great throws. Um, three not great decisions, two solid throws there on this drive. Went to Brandon Allen after that, um, obviously, because Lance was the two. Sorry, not Brandon Allen. Went to Sam Donald after that. Sam Donald was the two uh, as Lance was the ones. Uh, Donald, his first uh, first rep, thought he got sacked. This one, I wrote down a clear sack. Like, this one was yeah, like. Yeah. This one was a very, very clear sack. Um, Kerry Hyder just beat Matt Pryor. I didn't blame this one on the quarterback. I thought he was just beat. Um, Kerry Hyder beat him. Uh, Darnold hit McLeod after the play for a, for a short gain. But he was sacked. Jordan Mason then followed that with a run. And then Darnold's lone completion on this drive was a hit to Ray Ray McLeod over the middle for 15 yards. Solid ball there. Yeah, I thought, I thought the the next one, I thought one thing I did notice on that um, that Ray Ray McLeod throw, I thought that was a, a very nice throw. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just came out so smooth and fast. Like that was probably one of his more better reps in the sense of he probably, like he literally just, First read, go. Like, it didn't didn't hesitate. And to me, that's where he looks his best. And I think that's why his – if you look at what he's been doing, a lot of it has been a lot of underneath stuff. Because he's looking at the first throw and going. Like, not – even though it's open, instead of pushing the ball downfield when someone's open, he's, uh you know, going to that first guy. Instead of actually reading what the defense is doing, he's just going wherever Kyle's saying to go. And so, for me, I thought that was one of the better reps – from Sam, Dar- uh, Sam Darnold, even though – and when I'm looking at the – when I mean by better reps, not necessarily the better throw from Sam Darnold. It's just how comfortable he looked, everything around him. It, to me, that was one of the better reps. Um, right after that, uh, I believe Brandon Allen came in, and that's when Brandon – I don't – I didn't chart the other plays, but I did chart the Brandon Allen deep ball. That was probably the best throw of the day by far. It will. Uh, he sneed for about 35 yards, and it was a good ball because – I had it as a touchdown, man. If everyone else is falling on the floor and the receiver's not. That's fair. That's fair. Um, like, to me, I thought the safety creeping could have potentially got there in Quantrez night. Could have been a touchdown because it was 35 yards downfield. It was on the sideline, things like that. Still, a good ball, 35 air yards, I'll say that. Um, and it was a good ball because, you know, it's not only that um, it's throwing over a cornerback, but he's throwing it to the sideline, not on the inside, to where an incoming safety can't make a play. Solid ball from Brandon Allen here, um, deep. So the reason why I had it as a touchdown is because you had the corner, the safety coming in. Corner and the safety end up on the ground, both of them. I don't know how Willie Seen got out of there without being on the ground as well. Now, maybe in a real game, Quantrus Knight lights him up um, because the ball was in the air a while and he does end up coming close to the play. But I felt like that was the, the nicest throw of the day. Um, but I also felt like that was the most Brandon Allen could put on the ball. I don't know if, if, like, the way he threw it was with everything was behind it. Like, everything, all muscle, everything, all power he possibly could, 35 yards. Now, that's kind of like, okay, that's your QB4. That's cool. And if he's your QB3, you have to go to him. Everything's going to be short, shorter than what Purdy, shorter than what um, Darnold could do. Even Jimmy Garoppolo, I felt like that, that arm strength, 
to me, showed on that throw. Um, next play, it goes to the next a series. It goes to Trey Lance. Um, Trey Lance uh, attempts a throw over the middle um, to George Kittle. And I thought this one was a good throw. I just thought this one was a phenomenal pass breakup by Charverius Ward. I thought Charverius Ward was um, – George Kittle beat Charverius Ward to the inside over the middle. And I felt like Charverius Ward uh, made up from whatever he, he got beat on. Goes over George Kittle's – not necessarily back, but wraps around and smacks it down. Um, so I thought that was a great pass breakup. And then right after that, um, Trey Lance – a quick bubble screen to the left for, for about three yards. Um, and on that one, I kind of felt, to me, the way I felt right there on Rohan on that quick bubble screen was Kyle trying to calm his quarterback down. Mm. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, when a quarter, when a, when a offense give, give him a gimme, give him a gimme, let him get yeah. his head, head back. Give it's him like, something like that. It's like when you, as a shooter, right, you go to the free throw line, you're struggling shooting, $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money... Download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. You see, you get that confidence back, right? I felt like that's what it was. He was like, hey, Trey, I'm going to get you an easy one. Relax. The last the last throw you just had was a nice throw. Relax. I know this. you're probably thinking in your head, stats, you're not completing passes, whatever. Relax. Right after that, guess what happens? I don't think he, he had one incompletion right after that. Like, it felt like Trey Lance, right after that throw, went on a run. So, right after that, um, Sam Darnold, possible could be a sack you might have it as a sack um ball bounces off the receiver um looked like it was a curl route uh, maybe about an eight yard curl uh, that's what i at least what i wrote down on it um defend i felt like the defender popped it up i, I people might say the receiver popped the way it up. that i saw it was a pass breakup and then a near interception on a tip drill it was just a really solid play i it's hard to see but um, I thought that this one was a, a PBU, and then as the ball was going to the ground, it seemed like Curtis Robinson tried to dive for the interception. Didn't get the interception. I initially thought it was, but didn't get the interception, apparently, according to uh, some guys on the field. And, uh, but the thing is, though, I'm gonna, I'm, this one thing I'm going to say is those guys on the field are on about 50 yards on the other side of the field because the team was on this side. Right, the defense was on this side, so they weren't standing on this side. They were on the other far side, 50 yards, same distance we are. So realistically, do they? I don't know if the way the defense reacted. It looked like an interception, right? I I thought it was an interception. I hope they come out with it on the video to, so we could actually see um, when they do release that 49ers video because they they've been doing it every night. I thought it was an interception, uh, but I if it's not, whoever saw that. Props to them if they could see from that. I cannot, like, you cannot 
see because there's players, there's everything, whether it hits the floor or not. Like that's one of those ones where if it's a real game, you hear the, the commentator saying that's going to go to review. That's right. literally what would happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that was an interesting ball. Um, this is kind of like the downturn now of Sam Donald because he he had a, a weird one there. And then the next one was a in-breaker to Raymond McLeod. I know a couple of people might have thought this was a sack. Personally thought he got it off. A um, few yards here, and that kind of ended the first session, the first session for quarterbacks. Lance, I had him at three for six, a sack that took away an incompletion. Um, and then I also had Sam Donald. I forget exactly what I had him at. Um, it was only one incompletion, though, in the first. Four for five, maybe? Four for five makes or three, sense. Either four for five or three for four. I think it was three for four that I had because I also charged a sack there sack, for Sam yeah. Donald. And so it was a solid start for Sam Donald, although there is some context behind, you know, some of those completions and things like that. Solid start. The uh, the PBU kind of dropped it a little bit at the end, but Lance really struggled to begin. Donald, okay to begin. And then it flipped once situational uh, drills kind of started. And once, once this situational drill started, I thought this is a phenomenal part because – one area everyone has has said um, Jimmy, uh, Trey Lance needed to improve on from his rookie to his second year to his third year was during the move-the-ball period. Um, a lot of people who chart, um, especially uh, reporters, they would always say uh, Lance struggles during move-the-ball period. I thought um, Trey Lance was close to perfect during move-the-ball period. I thought he was pretty damn close to being perfect during that period, and I felt like Sam Darnold was pressing because once he started missing, I felt like he was struggling during that period. First to go um, was Trey Lance. Trey Lance hits Debo for about seven, eight yards in the left flat area. Um, shorter throw about, what would you say, Rohan's four yards and then three or four after the catch? Yeah, so I had a total at seven, four, three after the catch on first and 10. And the interesting part about the situational, the 49ers, what they wanted to do, just get the first down and we move on. So – Lance hit Debo for uh, it was seven total yards, leading to a second and three. Mason picked up the first down on the next play with the rush up the middle for a first down, which meant it was Sam Darnold's turn then to run with the twos. And what's funny is me and Rohan did not sit next to each other, and we had exactly seven yards on some, on that play. A lot of the plays we have exactly the same. I'm guessing, like, because the way we're looking at, I'm looking at things. Like, All right, me and Rohan for the most part chart the same. Outside of I don't count sacks, he does. Um, reason why I don't, and I explained that earlier. Next play, Sam Darnold um, comes in during the first move of the ball period. Darnold hands it off for about three yards, and then the next play, Sam Darnold throws uh, it was second and seven to Chris Conley for a first down and uh, on a comeback. It was a beautiful throw, beautiful route. I think it, Chris Conley, he has some speed, man. He he has juice behind him. I don't know, probably doesn't make the roster, but he's going to be that guy that – He's Malik Turner. He'll, think, he'll, he'll make the practice squad as that top nah, receiver. I don't think he's making the practice squad. I think Chris Conley's going to have that preseason where he's going to have a, a couple of nice games where someone's like, you know what? He could be our fourth or fifth receiver. I mm. think he's a, 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 on an NFL roster um, by the end of preseason. I think what he's shown, because he, he also gets the, the training camp footage to show teams. He's going to show teams his training camp footage. Plus the preseason footage, I think he's had a great camp from what everyone's reporting, and I thought today he looked pretty damn solid. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I thought, I mean, Chris Conley has been a, a guy who's kind of stood out a little bit throughout the throughout camp. And so he's he, he definitely looks solid. I mean, that route there was a solid route. Good hit from uh, good hit from Sam Darnold. Got it for about 10 yards and then a solid amount of yak after that. Um, and this was on second and six, too. So able to convert the first down. Went to Brandon Allen after that. And Allen hit Jack Coletto on a, a you know, uh, on a, Play action play, just short gain, about three yards. Layborn did the rest, got about a six, seven yard gain on his carry. But then he pulled up, did he not? At the end of that run, like started like pulling up, like he was hurt. He did seem hurt, but he came back, I believe. Yeah, uh, he did eventually, he did but I thought that was interesting. It seemed like he might have had a hamstring issue or something like that, or a cramp. But he I did pull like up. It, was more, it looked more like groin because the way he stretched, and he was given that mm. like inside grabbing the inside area. Um, so I thought it might have been a groin, but um, he came back, so that was good to see. Yeah, no, definitely. But that, like, Laybourne's run concluded. Allen's, uh, Allen's little stretch. Lance comes back, and he is with the ones once again. It was an interesting start from Lance. Um, that first throw was a weird throw. It was just, like, a, a lot going on. It seemed like he was targeting Kyle Juszczyk, but that they, that they were not on the same page. The ball did not go where Juszczyk was. Um, not sure if it was a route thing, not sure what exactly it was, but it looked like it could have potentially, it was a ball that hit the ground. It was low. Defenders, though, were the ones near the area. This was a just a weird play Com overall. This play, I saw it as either a miscommunication or an accuracy thing, but it looked like it was more miscommunication because they both looked at each other and were like, they looked both look right after the play, they both looked like confused. So I was like, all right. Most likely looked like miscommunication. I could be wrong. Could have been a bad accuracy throw. Um, to me, that one was a little harder because the entire defense was right there. Um, even when you're as high as you are, it kind of looked like um, a lot going on there, like you just said. Um, next one. Uh, let me Lance to Debo for about seven. And then on third down, um, Lance, I believe, right? To yeah. And yeah, then, Debo and then Ayuk on back-to-back -back plays to convert that first down. I also thought that I also thought this Lance throw to, to Brandon Ayuk was a nice throw. Um, now Brandon Ayuk had to jump up and get it a little bit. Not necessarily. I don't think he really had. It. He wanted to secure the catch because it was around mm -hmm. defenders. Um, but I thought that was a nice throw. He put enough zip on it for only Brandon Ayuk to be able to get it. Um, nice throw, nice catch. Again, Brandon Ayuk is just a menace. I agree. I personally, I actually like the Debo throw a little more just because it was in traffic. Thought it was a it was a solid ball, but both balls were you know solid. And this is kind of the portion where Lance begins to heat up. Um, we mentioned how he only had one incompletion throughout the second half of the day. The one we just mentioned on this weird miscommunication that um, the defense was around um, that was the lone incompletion. Darnold though, he comes back. And his first ball, he tries to air it out, tries to hit Ray Ray McLeod. This is just a really well-covered ball from Samuel Womack. I also thought it was very underthrown, though. I felt like I felt like Ray Ray had a step on, on Womack. I feel like if you just let it out there, let him run under it, um, I felt like he underthrew it. And the one other thing that I would mention about this throw, I don't know necessarily – like the underthrown part I can – I can say, but I thought the placement was interesting in that instead of running, instead of throwing this ball vertically, he had Ray Ray flatten out his route. Yeah, and so it was towards the sideline more and had Ray Ray flatten out his route, which helped Womack. I still think Womack makes a play unless it's a perfect ball just because of where he was on this ball. Um, but still, tough throw, uh, a deep one here 
from Sam Darnold. Um, after a short run, Darnold hit Troy Fumagalli to convert on third and t- or third and seven. Um, so this one was a ball over the middle that ended that run for Sam Darnold. And then the final part of this situational period with Brandon Allen, Laybourne, who seemed like he got injured be- uh, before, came back. First run, he got four yards. The next one was a incompletion from Brandon Allen. It looked like he got sacked there. I thought I counted it as a sack, but Deshaun Jameson had a really nice play on this ball. Um, broke well for the second consecutive day and recorded a PBU on a near interception. This is the second straight day Deshaun Jameson has done this. He's broken on a ball after a sack, coincidentally, but broken on a ball and gotten both hands on on the ball. Solid play from Deshaun Jameson. If he catches it, it's a pick six. Like yeah, it's like it's yeah, because of the because of the way he was um his momentum, the way that he was yeah. That's one he he wishes he has because that's one where you look at the like when coaches go to look at the table like all right that's kid breaks on the ball finishes the play with with getting the interception and then right after that um, Sam Darnold goes with the one this is move the ball period they're um, moving the ball um, so Sam Darnold way under throat and I put in my notes this one was bad Brandon yeah. Ayuk wide ass open on a blown coverage under throwing the ball by like six to ten yards and the reason why he underthrew it. It wasn't because he doesn't have the arm talent for it. It's because he – I don't know what he was looking at. The I, honestly, I don't understand why he didn't put in more of his body into this throw. Like, I feel like it's one of those ones, again, like we're saying, is the the processing speed was so slow. Like, there, there was people that were sitting in front of me, and, like, in my head, I'm like, throw, the, throw it, throw it, throw it. Like, let it rip. It's a post corner, wide-ass open. Wide ass open, dude, and never once, never once does he let it rip. Instead, he tries to gun it, but the ball's in the air for three or four seconds. Rohan, the ball was up there for I mean, probably two seconds. Ball was up there for a while. It gives you enough time for the for the DB to to get there. I started. I wrote down, yeah, two seconds that I had to wait for that. And it was interesting because Ayuk ran a corner route. This isn't a route that breaks towards the middle. Ayuk ran a corner route on this and was I sitting there wide open. Was it a corner? Yeah, it might. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a post corner. It was a post corner. Um, That's but, what I saw. I don't know. I, don't, I could, could be wrong though because I I did. I'm trying to look at receivers, look at quarterbacks. So it's a lot going on. But I saw a post corner, but it could be a corner by itself. Yeah, it was a post corner because it was deep down the field. But the 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 point being, it was to the corner. It's not to the inside. To Sean Gibson's in the middle of the field. He was able to run from the middle of the field all the way over. To break this pass up for Brandon Ayuk, that's how that's how much time it, you know it was. Uh, it, it, he he had to make that play. Didn't necessarily. This was probably Donald's worst fault because Ayuk was that open. And I think that the the crazy part on how underthrown it is is he was so wide open that Deshaun Gibson ends up getting there. And I honestly thought it was intercepted at first. Like that's how much like of a PBU it was. I honestly initially I was like, oh damn, he intercepted. That was a hell of a play. Didn't it broke it up. Bad, very bad throw on Sam Darnold's end. Um, Sam Darnold hands it off to Christian McCaffrey for about five yards, and then Sam Darnold comes back, throws uh, on third and about third and five, third and six. Um, misses Jennings, wide ass open again. Um, and on this one, it's a sack. I thought this one was a clear sack. Um, so, but the way it happened, he gets sacked, kind of rolls left a little bit, comes back around, starts rolling right, um, throws behind Jennings. I know a couple people said, uh, I think Jennings could have had it. Jennings' momentum was taking him. 
to the sideline running this way. Ball was behind him. Got a hand on it. I mean, Jerry Rice said if you got a hand on it, you got to catch it. But when your momentum is going like that, you are not catching that ball. So I thought that was a bad pass, but it was most likely a sack. I, I, I agree. It was a sack. And it's funny because the 49ers quarterbacks have struggled on this throw. The throw where the quarterback is rolling out to the right and hitting a receiver on the right, all three quarterbacks have seen some negative plays on this throw. Trey Lance has struggled with it. Sam Donald has struggled with it. Brock Purdy has struggled with it at times. And this was one where Donald just should have hit the receiver. Uh, another negative play here from him. And this was on third and six. Remember, this has moved the ball. So he had an incompletion on first and 10. CMC ran the ball on second uh, and 10 for a four-yard gain. And then on third and six, gets sacked. Personally, I thought he took too long on this play. Thought he should have checked this ball down. Clearly wanted a, a deeper route. And so he got sacked. They allowed him to continue the drive, but it was a uh, it was a more run-heavy drive. They wanted to rep the runs because CMC got a run for uh, – he got at least 10 yards on the next play, got a first down, then ran again for four. And then on second and six, Donald took a quick check down to CMC, who only got two yards as George Odom was there on the play. That ended his move-the-ball period. It was essentially a three-and-out. So then now it's Trey Lance's move the ball period with the twos. Comes in with the twos. Um, I thought he was going to get two back-to-back sets like uh, Sam Darnold. He doesn't because it's a longer drive. Um, very nice drive, I think, in my opinion. So to uh, first play of the, the move the ball period, he used to quick out to the right side of the field to Ray McLeod for about four yards. I thought that was a nice throw um, in, in the flat area. That's one of those easier throws, the layup throws you got to hit, especially in Kyle's offense. Beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Um, next play, they followed up with a pitch to DT, uh, Ty Davis Price to the right side of the field um, for a first down for about seven to eight yards. And then the next play was interesting, Rohan. Go ahead and go through the next play. You're saying after Ty Davis Price? Yeah, after after Ty Davis Price's run. Yeah, so this one is a second and three. Davis Price got about six to seven yards on the play. They, they called it a second and three. Lance has a three-step drop back here. It's a quick drop back, which normally indicates it's one of those quick slants. They want to hit a guy out of the slot, or it's a it's a quick slant. Lance looked to his left first, looked to his right. Nobody was open on both of them. Lance, in, in, in training camp, has had a tendency to hold on to the ball a little longer and try and find a way to, to, to in a way, prove he's a pocket passer. Stay in the pocket, make a play. Lance didn't do that in this move the ball session, though. As soon as that he looked left, he looked right, didn't see any of his first four reads open on the progression, took off over the middle, and didn't hesitate. Took off over that the middle. I feel like no, that, one was, that, one was, that was the second-to-last play, though. We're at the, the, the reverse. You're saying the Danny Gray double reverse? Yeah, yeah it was a double reverse. So he, he hands it to TDP, and then TDP flips it to Danny Gray for about 20 yards, another first down, and then it's um, uh, Lance. A to CMC DDP. run, and then it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Talking about the double reverse as well, it's an interesting one because that's a way the 49ers are trying to use Danny Gray, right? Danny Gray is a guy who has improved, um, I think, drastically in this offseason. He did not look like an NFL-caliber receiver last year. I thought Malik Turner looked better than him. I, I thought even some other players, Tay Martin, looked better than him as well last offseason. But because of his draft status, obviously, he makes the roster and you develop him. That's the reason you draft him. That development has started this offseason, and I thought, you know, now they're trying to find different ways to get him the ball. One was with this double end end around. You know, CMC uh, got a pitch, and then he handed it off to Danny Gray, who was able to turn on the Jets and turn this play 
into essentially a 10 plus yard run for a first down. It was first and 10, got a 10 yard play after this, uh, out of this one. Good play by Danny Gray. And then the next one, the next one was the one you're talking about. The boom, boom, head around, head around, got off three reads, uh, steps up and takes off first down. Um, so second and four on, on that one picks up about five to six yards. Um, they give him the first at the 40 yard um, because they want to be able to have extra field. And then the next, the, the last play of the day, um, I thought this throw was solid. Um, I felt like Willie Sneed saw the ball late. Um, that's what it looked like to me, at least. Um, I thought it was a good throw by um, Trey Lance. The reason I, I thought it was a good throw is because he's putting it in a spot where, now, mind you, Sam uh, Samuel Womack is draped all over Willie Sneed. But as a quarterback, if the defensive player's head is turned towards you, so, for example, if I'm like this, Trying to cover someone, right? If I'm like that, trying to cover someone, that receiver's technically open because you got to throw him open. Now, about 25 to 30 yards, um, Trey Lance uncorks it, um, puts it inside. Um, Willie Sneed just late, makes a beautiful catch. Looked like it was off the back of Samuel Womack. I thought it was a nice throw because I felt like Willie Sneed could have adjusted during the route. He never he found the ball late. Um, touchdown to end the day for practice. Yeah, I mean it was a it was a really solid really solid play. I was just absolutely shocked really seeing caught this one. To me, did I necessarily like the decision to throw this ball? I don't know. Just because I thought, you know, with the way that Samuel Womack was over him, you could have potentially made another play. But Lance gave his receiver an opportunity, and like Marco said, Womack's head was turned around to where he couldn't see where the ball was going to be placed. This ball was placed on Womack's back, which was interesting. Because Sneed is uh, towards the sideline. He's in the end zone. Womack is to his right. This ball was placed on the inside towards Womack's back. I think if it's, you know, if it's thrown to the, uh, to the outside near the sideline or if it's thrown to the back, Marco and I talked about it, it's probably broken up. It's probably broken up. Womack's able to get his head around. He's able to turn around and uh, make a play on that. Wasn't able to do here. And Sneed somehow catches this ball around Samuel Womack while absorbing the contact great 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 catch there and solid ball from lance yeah i felt like it was a, a solid play on by everyone's part good coverage good catch um if i feel like it throws it to the back pylon is broken up samuel that's how much samuel max draped over him um i do like the the attempt though the reason why is look, they've been moving the ball this whole drive right that's kind of the shot right like once you get past a certain distance is when you take your shot. And I felt like at that point um, with the twos, he doesn't have any of the, the number one receivers. That was the opportunity to take the shot in the offense um, to go for that big play. Um, so I didn't mind the thought process behind it. It was first down. You take a big shot on first down. You still have second and third to pick up the next first down. Um, so I didn't mind the decision. Um, but again, like it, it all depends on, because as soon as he hit his back leg, that ball was out. Like he kind of that's where he was going from the from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of the quarterback situation, obviously, I thought Trey Lance won the day. Um, but it's not saying Trey Lance won the day wasn't. It's not. There's nothing to it because he started terrible. Right. He was, like he started terrible. He ended the day five for five or five for six. Whatever you want to, if you consider the, um, I thought it, was, it could it could have been a sack on the one to Kyle Yuschek. Um, 
but it was a bad throw, incomplete either way. So five for six um, to end the day. So phenomenal to way to end the day. But Sam Darnold was opposite. He started the day really hot. Started about I want to say he started four for five or five for six. Um, ends the day like two for six. Um, I, to me, I'm like that's that's kind of that's a rough uh, finish, especially when the guy you're competing with finishes the day with a touchdown pass, like, and finishes going five for six. So, kind of hard to say who won the day. Um, I don't think Brandon Allen won the day. I mean, even though he's six for eight um, with the with a nice throw to Willie Sneed, which probably would have been a touchdown, I don't think he won the day. I think his passy he lacks arm strength. He lacks the size. Like he he's. He's a stronger, I guess, Nick Mullins. That's what I, yeah. would say I would put it. Stronger Nick Mullins. That's about it. To me, I mean, it, Trey Lance won the day, and I thought it was pretty pretty clear he won the day. But I was not impressed by any quarterback today, if I'm being honest. I, I, I was not impressed in the fact that I thought that both quarterbacks had their fair share of ups and downs. We'd seen some pretty solid quarterback play on some days over the past few days. Nothing tremendous. I've only, I think, given one A grade or maybe two A grades of any quarterback performance in the nine days of training camp. That tells you how middling this quarterback competition has been so far. Lance today, I'm giving him a B- minus to a B. Darnold, I'm giving him to a C- minus to a C. So Lance won, Lance won the day. But to me, winning the day like still comes with the negatives that Lance had with the three dropbacks of his first five uh, resulting in negative plays. I thought, you know, there's need, there needs to be a little more in, uh, consistency in that portion. Darnold, 7 of 10, and I think he had two sacks is what I charted. But that 7 of 10 did not look good. Like when you look at the stats, Lance was 8 of 12. Darnold was 7 of 10. But when a lot of them are dink and dunk, or not dink and dunks, I don't want to use that term, but shorter passes and screen passes and things like that, and passes that you expect the quarterback to make, whereas some of the open throws down the field they aren't making, that's when you know you, you the, the the completion percentage kind of goes out the window and you truly have to evaluate what each throw was. Not impressed by the quarterbacks today, and unfortunately that has been a reality this entire offseason. So I don't I don't track quarterback sacks. I had Trey Lance eight for twelve, and I had Sam Darnold eight for thirteen, uh, seven for thirteen, I believe. Uh, if I go back, I could, I'll double check and I'll post it on Twitter. Um, I believe I had him seven for thirteen. Um, it's so this is the way I put it. Me and my fiance were, were driving home. I asked her a question. I was like, "Hey, what are your thoughts on the quarterbacks today?" And she was like, um, "Well." They played football. They played well. I mean, she like Trey played at the end, played well, and she used the she used a the way she put it to me. I thought was the best way to put it. Um, I didn't think Brock Purdy did anything crazy last season. Stats were phenomenal. I didn't think he played great, like everyone thinks. Uh, I'm in that that side. I'm, I don't think I'm not I'm not I'm not a hater of him. I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. Um, I think he could lead us to a playoff run. Um, but the way I see it is with him not producing anything last year, like, or showing me anything, Trey Lance has improved drastically. Sam Darnold didn't impress me. But even with the drastic improvement from Trey Lance, what I see is, for example, and I'm not, and I know people are going to take this the wrong way. 
you know, when you have a great high school quarterback leave to college and then all the, the sophomores on JV or the little juniors on JV are getting ready to compete for that starting job on varsity, that's what I see right now. That's, that's literally what I see. My fiance agreed, agreed with it. That's what we. That's what I see right now. To me, there's no quarterback, in my opinion, that is standing out like is the new guy. And I don't want people to think the varsity quarterback that graduated is Jimmy Garoppolo because he was also the JV quarterback. So I don't. I know people. That's what I mean by people are gonna take it the wrong way. But for me, I feel like a bunch of the the quarterbacks are competing for that varsity job, and I don't think they have that varsity quarterback just yet. Now, I think Lance right now they're all so close to being like they're all so close to each other that I think Lance at by the end of the season could be your varsity quarterback could be that guy I think Brock Purdy at the end of the season could be that guy I do not see Sam Darnold at the end of the season being that guy that's what I got to take on the quarterbacks today at least from Sam and 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 Darnold uh, Sam and Trey and using what I saw from Brock last season um Rohan who stood out to you today during camp yeah, and before I before I say that, I want to say this last portion on the quarterbacks. I like the analogy, but to me, here's here's what I would have wanted. I wanted I would have wanted at least one guy to really stand out to me. I don't think I, I'm not I'm not opposed to what the 49ers did with Brock Purdy. Shut down the uh, shut down a chance for him to have a guy looking over his shoulder. Shut down that chance. But I like to tweet that Vish Kamarin put out today, saying the 49ers having four solid quarterbacks is not a good thing. That's not a good thing. And, like, sure. It, well, first of all, Brock Purdy hasn't been the best quarterback this training camp. I can't say that. Who has? At the moment, so if you asked me this maybe two days ago, I would have said Sam Donald. At the moment, with a couple of down, uh, downer performances from Donald um, and some okay up performances from Lance, I might creep it towards Trey Lance or probably more so at the even mark at this point. Um, between those two, with Dar- but the point is, Purdy is three right now. But Purdy, Purdy is also on the upside. Yeah, I, I don't want to say he's on the downtrend. He's three just because of the beginning of the beginning of training camp. But overall, you wanted a quarterback to blow you away, and I can't say that that's been there so far. And you can point to, you know, you can point to uh, whatever you want. You can point to what you hope the quarterback will be at the end of the season and things like that. And Trey Lance has definitely improved drastically. But I don't personally, I don't think that's saying much. I didn't think he was a starter as a passer. I didn't think he was an NFL starter as a passer last offseason when he was uh, when he was a quarterback, which is why I was fine with the way Kyle Shanahan utilized him, because it allowed him to really incorporate what was best for the 49ers offense and best for his development, which is getting him open throws off play action and off different packages because they were stacking the box and giving one on one coverage. That was there. Obviously, unfortunately, Lance gets hurt and things like that. But right now, not that impressed with the quarterbacks. There have been some good days. There have been some bad days. And there have also been some consecutive days where quarterbacks have stacked performances. But I was hoping to give out more A performances this year. And instead, I've given out more C performances this year. Yeah, and I think I think like Kenneth Goldsmith in the chat says, I think the what's going to separate a quarterback is going to be the joint practices, in my opinion, for – training camp not necessarily for the qb ones but i think that's locked in with brock purdy at the moment but i agree yeah moving forward um who are some standouts during practice today because i have a few that were like whoa that play i haven't seen you in a year from training camp and whoa yeah i mean we'll we can go one 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 and um so the way that i'll first give it out i mean there's the obvious ones i want to give a 
Shout out, though, to a guy who I've been giving a little bit of love to uh, recently. That's my boy Taco, man. Shout out to Taco Charlton. Taco is a guy who, I, I mean, I'm just impressed with so far with the way that he's uh, composed himself both in the run and the pass game. And again, most of Taco's reps come with the threes. Some come with the twos because he's right off the street. But Taco won two reps today against uh, Leroy Watson in one-on-ones. A solid day for Taco Charlton um, on in one-on-ones. And I thought he also looked solid. You know, he just looks solid overall. And if he's a guy who can consistently win one-on-ones with solid pass rush moves, he's a guy who you now seriously might have to start considering for your defensive end position. Because, for example, you've got Drake Jackson there. Personally, Didn't Drake, impress Jackson, me. Drake Jackson's a guy who my love for him was high early in training camp. And it's a little bit – it's dissipated a little bit. I haven't been as impressed uh, as of late. I'm not going to knock anything until I see him in preseason and things like that. But, you know, you do want strong defensive ends on this team. Taco Charlton's a very unique case because he's 6'6". He's 260 pounds with great length. He's a Chris Kosarek special. So you're going to go Taco Charlton. I'm going to go – and people have given this guy praise all training camp. My first time seeing him um, since last year. I think running back two is a lock. Um, I think Ty Davis Price is a running back two. Interesting. Over Mason. Uh, yeah, uh, over Mason, over Mitchell. Um, I have not seen a running back hit holes like Ty Davis Price with the power at the same time. Um, Ty Davis Price looks phenomenal. Um, he's going to impress during the preseason. Um, now, obviously, Mitchell's your running back two if healthy. But if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I think the lightning and thunder is Christian McCaffrey, Ty Davis Price. You got your lightning and Christian McCaffrey, who um, is extremely explosive out the backfield, could run uh, run routes as in the slot. But I think Ty Davis Price's route running to me was impressive. Um, it was good enough. Um, but him out of the backfield, man, his jump cuts and he's not losing speed. Uh, he was running very, very well on um, that to me was by far like the biggest shock. Everyone like, everyone like, oh my God, Ty Davis Price looks incredible. He and it wasn't, it, it's not just a camp thing. It was, to, I mean, it's not just an overall thing. Today, Ty Davis Price was on my standouts list. He was he, good. He was phenomenal. I thought today was phenomenal. I, he no longer has that college body. He has an NFL running back body. He lost his baby fat. He lost that baby fat. He looked muscled up. It doesn't look like he has that, the, the bigger belly he had last year. Dude looks impressive, man. Yeah, I mean, Ty Davis Price looks good. One of mine, I'm going to go in a different route, and I'm going to go with a guy who I feel has impressed me throughout training camp, a guy who not many people have talked about just because he's not a starter. And it's a position that, you know, when you're not talked about, it's also normally pretty good. I'm going to go with Samuel Womack. Samuel Womack, to me, has impressed. And today was another day. There was a big catch he gave up, the touchdown to Willie Seed. I thought he couldn't have played better coverage, though. I honestly thought that was great coverage. Had a PBU on a play where I believe it was Ray Ray McLeod had a step on him. Mm -hmm. Overall, Samuel Womack looks good. He looks, like I said yesterday, he looks the portion of an NFL cornerback. He looks bigger. He looks stronger, and that's going to help him in the run game. But he also is matured and poised enough to take over that uh, CB1 role with the backups. If anybody goes down, I am confident this year more than last year for sure that Samuel Womack can take over. 
Last year, especially with him on the outside, I wasn't as confident. I didn't think he was going to be able to keep up despite his arm length. I didn't think he was going to be able to keep up, and he struggled a bit at times. This year, I think that he's gotten over that, you know, uh, that rookie hump, and I think he looks the part of a backup, at least for, for the 49ers, a top backup cornerback. Uh, to me, another a standout that I was like, whoa, that guy looks good today. I think it's interesting to say um, because I haven't been there all camp, but correct me if I'm wrong, Danny Gray might be the receiver three right now. I, uh, that's the way I have a hey, Jawan Jennings. I, I, I think he's a solid receiver three, but if you're going to let it rip, you're gonna have the, the your offense is gonna be a start passing the ball more. There was three excellent plays, maybe four or five actually. That I, I watched Danny Gray run a route. Uh, he beat blue like freaking. To me, it was insane how fast he got by Jameson. The yeah. Sean James. Everyone was like praising this uh, Jameson. I thought he had a good practice today. No, no fault on him. Everyone's praising him, and he burns them. I'm like, whoa! On a post, I'm like, damn. Brandon Allen only throws him by like 10, 15 yards. Um, D- uh, Dan- uh, Danny Gray, um, 15 yard throw route. Yeah, he had he had another nice catch, and then he had the end around. The end around, but even then, on other routes, his he's finally use, using his speed to step on the receiver's toes. Like that's the biggest difference. And I wrote about it um, on Sports uh, All Forty ers for Grant. If Danny Gray could use his speed to step on receivers, a uh, defensive back's toes, he's gonna be a good receiver in the NFL. If he stops using his speed to be a one-trick pony, he's his route tree looks way better. I I, I think Danny Gray has been a win um, today by far. I don't know if during camp it sounds like it a little bit, but today he impressed me incredibly. Danny Gray has been a clear winner of training camp. Uh, I, I was live with Grant yesterday. We talked about our most improved players and the guys who we thought were winners at every position. Danny Gray was the guy at the receiver position, and that's one that's pretty loaded. You know, in the back end, that's one that a lot of guys on the back end have had some good performances. You can talk about days Chris Conley has played well. You can talk about days Tay Martin has played well. You can talk about days even the incumbent guys um, have played well. And to me, while I won't go as far as anointing Gray as wide receiver three, I do still believe the 49ers are going to implement Jawan Jennings. My soft, uh, my, my stance on him not being a factor in 2023 and more so a bigger factor as the slot guy in 2024 has softened a little bit. I think they'll find a couple of ways, uh, a couple of plays a game for him to be incorporated and find a way to utilize that speed. But the observation you made was spot on in that, Danny Gray has now found a way to use his speed properly in college and in the first in his rookie season. His the issue was he would conform some of that speed. He would lower some of that speed in order to be able to run the, run the route because he wasn't he wasn't utilizing that combination mm-hmm. well. And that also on top of that, his releases weren't good. There were four or five plays I could look at in one on ones. Danny Gray did not move past the line of scrimmage last year in one on ones. He is looking better with his releases, which also is attributed to him becoming stronger this year. And he also looks the better part as a route runner, being able to utilize his speed to the fullest capacity while running these routes, which comes to stepping on his receiver's feet. You know, that's that's very important. And Danny Gray has done his part. While I don't know what exactly that role will be for him this year, I still think all of the incumbents have played well. The 49ers have made it clear that they want to see him get more reps, at least in practice. And that's something that uh, definitely you can enjoy. Absolutely. Um, 
Another guy that stood out to me during practice, uh, Marcelino McCreary Ball. Um, it's weird, man. Him next to Dre Greenlaw, it's like his little mini-me. Um, I thought that was an interesting uh, guy during practice because during practice he gets runs with the twos. Um, I thought he made a lot of nice plays, would have been a lot of tackles for losses. Um, felt like he is a seek, a seek missile, um, seeks the ball, and he gets there fast. Um, solid in coverage today. A guy that I'm like, uh, you can't really say that guy uh, doesn't look doesn't look good. He does everything solid. He could be in play for linebacker three. I know right now Oren Brooks is there, um, but for me, I think I think I think Marcelino McCurry ball man. I think he might be coming for that that linebacker three spot man. I think that that's um, you know I think that honestly, in my opinion, he is closer to earning a starting spot than he is to being on the roster bubble. He's a roster lock for me. He's a very good player, and I think he is close to winning that uh, linebacker three spot. And while I'm a little more bullish on Oren Burks than other people, I, so I've heard the question now: with if McCreary Ball can earn that LB three spot, is Burks expendable? Um, because you know he's not going to be starting. He's a prime special teamer. Personally, I don't believe so. I think he remains on this roster with his value at special teams, which gets other guys expendable. But personally, I believe Burks remains on this roster. But good signs from McCurry Ball. Yeah, I think Burke, I think Burks would make the roster for the special teams. Um, another an, another guy that I thought played very well um, in the absence of Aaron uh, Aaron Banks and jo- uh, John Feliciano. I felt like he, he did a phenomenal job stepping in at, at the left guard spot. Um, didn't really see him make any mistakes. I don't think I've seen him give up a pressure. I could be wrong, um, but I felt like he played played really well today. He was on my list as well, and the reason is the last few days that the interior has seen a good amount of pressure. And a clear thing today, there was no Arc Armstead, so that probably aided a little bit. Javon Kinlaw played in there instead of Arc Armstead, but – I liked it today's day from Feliciano, and something to me, I tweeted it out earlier, is becoming clear. He's their best backup offensive lineman. At least that's what the coaches think. Feliciano is being played at first-team left guard. The lone day he wasn't the first-teamer without Aaron Banks was when he was injured. But when he came back from injury, he slot in over Nick Sakel and Jason Poe at that left guard spot. He has played there, and it's funny because – uh, Chris Forster said he believes Feliciano's best spot is at center. It's a very interesting thing what the 49ers are doing at center. They aren't playing Nick Sakel at center. They're playing him at guard. They're not playing Jason Poe at center. They're playing him at guard. Same with Feliciano. It seems like they understand they're comfortable with all of those players at center and instead are trotting out Keith Ishmael, who won't make the roster. He's not been good. But they're they're not playing the regular guys at center. And if Feliciano is getting first team reps at guard in Banks's absence, imagine what they think about him at center. I think he, they, uh, the 49ers believe he's their best guy, which makes sense for the money they gave him. Absolutely. I do think he is the best backup guy for the interior. I think the best tackle is after Cole McKivitz and, and Trent. I'm very impressed with the Leroy Watson, bro. Didn't I tell you? Didn't I'm I tell very, you? Hey, I don't don't, respect, don't disrespect my boy Leroy. I told hey, you this in OTAs. You did. You did say during OTAs. You did say that. You did. You did mention that. Hey, 
he might be better than he might be better than Colton McKivitz at tackle. Okay, I I don't know if I'll go that far. Just he, to be hey, he played against the one hey, guy, but I would. He did play against the ones when Trent Williams was gone. Oh yes, no, no, no! I mean, I mean that like you know, like um, right tackle. Yeah, 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 right. But hey, he 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 impressed me, man. Like his athleticism. Um, obviously, he's a, t- a former tight end, um, pass pro. One of the first guys out there uh, during camp today, um, working on his pass set. Very determined guy. I felt like he was a winner for me today. I felt like I went in like I'm not expecting. Like I, I go into training camp with the mindset of I'm not going to watch a certain guy. Like, I'll try to – like, I, I did send out a tweet. I'll try to watch certain guys for some people. But I don't like going in with the mindset of I'm going to watch this guy. I want to see who stands yeah. out. Like, to me – because if you go in and you're just watching – for example, if I go in and I'm just watching Danny Gray, I miss the other receivers. I want to see who's standing out, right? Um, and I thought Leroy Watson on the offensive line, I think he stood out, Mac. Hey, he's a lot to make the roster. I think he's way better than Jalen Moore at, at, at tackle. He's easily that, he is easily their best offensive tackle um uh, behind the starter. Whoa, I'm gonna crop that. You just said oh, no. Leroy Watson is the best offensive tackle, my boy. Behind the starters, that. but Leroy I just say that. Leroy's been solid. And you know, it was the most impressive day to me was the day he started. They allowed zero sacks that day. Leroy was with the first team, and it was against the full first team defensive line. The only guy in my uh, in my notes that has been giving Leroy some problems is Taco. That's the only guy that's been giving Leroy problems. He's done well against Drake. He's done well against Farrell. Just Taco. Um, but um, good start to camp for Leroy. He looks the part of a left tackle, which is important because, remember, he's a tight end convert to offensive line. He looks the part of a left tackle, and he's easily better than uh, Matt Pryor. Matt Pryor is not good. Um, he is easily better than Matt Pryor. Jalen Moore is also not that great. Yeah, hey Leroy, he 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 impressed me very. Like, I was watching him like, damn, like this this dude barely converted a tackle what two two three years ago. Wow, I was imp- I was impressed. Six foot five. I, I'm curious. I, I want to go. Like, I'm more intrigued. Cause I've I've always thought he was ah, this dude just a developmental guy. Like, ah, good good project guy that they have. Hey, he's he's a dude. He's impressive. 100%. And I said this and I said this last year about Burford right away. I said. For one day of camp, boom, impressive. Ends up being the starting right guard all season. Going to be a, a Pro Bowl guard, in my opinion, one day. Leroy Watson is a eventual potential replacement for Trent Williams if he retires within the next two to three years. I th- I'd, like, I'd be comfortable with Leroy Watson starting at left tackle one day. And I'll say this because I, I want to give props for props is due. If Leroy Watson turns into a starting uh, caliber left tackle, Chris Forster, um, you got to give him his props because he's already, in my opinion, he's already the best, second best offensive coach. He's better than Brian Greasy with his track record and his longevity. He's the second best offensive coach on the team, but he, you got to give him his props. If he's able to develop really a guy from scratch, you know, a guy who hadn't played the position all the way to a starting I left tackle. I wouldn't – so – I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some pushback on that. Go for I it. I would not give, and it's gonna sound weird, but I would not give um, Coach uh, Forrester the credit for it because these coaches only work with them for so often. They don't work with them. That's the fair. So oh, I, I mean, obviously, give give the player the most credit. I that's, would give that's... the players the whoever he's working with in the off season, his 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 personal trainer that he's working with, the offensive tackle trainer. I would give him the most credit because what he did with this. This tight end 
who was six foot five. Um, it looks like he has thirty five inch arms, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, or I believe that's what I'm looking at. If that arm length is thirty five, that's insane. Um, and he looks the part. Hey, he's he's done a phenomenal job. I'm impressed. Um, but I I do think like you saying I, I I do credit Forrester for adjusting and helping him. But I would give credit to whatever personal coach he's going to. I think he's done a phenomenal job with him. Yeah, no, I agree. Any Anything else, Rohan, during camp that stood out to you? Nah, man. I mean, we, we talked about the standouts. We talked about the quarterbacks. It was a lighter day, right, today. So there's not as many storylines necessarily that we can push out today compared to other days. Still a productive day for maybe non-quarterback positions. Still a productive day. But um, liked what I saw from a, a couple of players, pointed it out in the standouts, and um, definitely excited to go back for the final day of training camp on Monday. Did anyone disappoint today? Uh, Sam Darnold, I would say he disappointed. I was, I, I was. I, I mean, I, I don't know though. Disappoint to me is like tough. I don't normally put so instead of saying disappoint, I'll say stock down. That's the way that I normally phrase yeah, it. Stock articles. down, yeah. That's much to better me, to say. To me, disappoint is different because I think you have to have a really – you have to you have really, to, really like, – You also have to go in with the mindset of, oh, I'm, this guy's going to do – he's going to do good. Like, that's the kind of mindset you have to go with. So the, the way I worded that, you're right, is the wrong way to put it. More so stock down because if you go in with the mindset of, I'm expecting to watch this guy do well and he doesn't do well, that's when you become disappointed. And I know you and I don't go in with the mindset of watching someone to do well. Right, exactly. And so – I'll still involve Sam Darnold for the reason that I thought uh, I've said it. I personally, he's been the most consistent quarterback of the 49ers and uh, it's starting to even out because other quarterbacks are starting to stack good days as well, but he's been consistent and there's only been one bad day, one really fluky day from Sam Darnold, uh, which is the day I gave him an F. But today was a day where he didn't get a B, B minus, B plus, anything below. I don't think there's been many days where I've given Darnold below a B minus Today, though, is certainly one of those days, so I'll involve him. What about you? What are you thinking? Two guys that disappointed me, or, or stocked down, I shouldn't say disappointed. Um, stocked down, I have four, is Drake Jackson and Clean Farrell. Um, Clean Farrell, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, Farrell, man, like. So you're you're having the reaction that I had on day one about Cleveland Farrell. Hey, like. <laughs> He's not good, man. He's not a good pass rusher. He's a solid. He might be a solid run defender. He's got no pass rush moves. Even that, I saw him go. I saw him get whooped on. Like, like, well, all right, what are you here for? You're here to get, get, get like, I don't know. I, I, I was like, wow, like, like when I, when I, when I, I made weird. all of my lists uh, pre, pre, pre training cap projection list primarily based on salary cap and my personal thoughts on the player. That Cleveland Fair was a lock. There's not a chance he's a lock, but I don't know if the 49ers can eat the amount of money. I forget exactly what his contract. If it's if it's only a million, they might eat it because there are other players better on the team. Yeah, like to me, I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, and then even with Drake Jackson, I felt like Drake Jackson has like one good rep and then follows it up with five bad reps, mm-hmm. or like has a great rep and then it's like the terrible rep. I'm like, all right, like I want to follow up a good rep. Come on. Pass no, I agree. Like for me, pass pro wise, it's one of those things where when you're so his dead cap for clean fair, I looked it up real quick. He's he would eat one point eight. So if he's released, 
It's one point eight. He's not getting. I don't think that's a lot of money. Yeah, so that's a guy they probably trust inside um, and play on on base down. Maybe, but maybe he plays like Cleveland Farrell to me is the definition of a team player. He doesn't play well in one on ones, but he probably benefits better when other players around him are really good and open up freer opportunities for him. We'll see how that goes. I'll, I'll hold my reservations given the cap hit until preseason. But continue with Drake. Um. So with Drake. So as a defensive lineman or anyone anyone in general, so like if you're trying to go around someone, I'm not going to run straight at you, right, Rohan? Like if you're trying to – I'm trying to get by you. I'm not going to run straight at you. I'm going to try to right. go around you and attack half your body. He attacks too much full body. Like he goes – squares up with you. No, you got to attack half the body. Use your hands. He fights with his hands but doesn't get anywhere because he's attacking the full body. Um so for me, I was like, okay, I, I didn't see the improvement everyone was talking about. Um, I see the same player from last year, and for me, I'm like, I was ex- I was thinking people were speaking highly. I went in, watched a lot of him in, in, in a way because I, I was like, okay, I want to see what he does during this rep. Nope, during one on ones, I was like, all right, that's. And what I mean by watching him is during one on ones. One on ones is right next to me. I don't watch right. certain players during team drills. Watching during one on ones, I'm like, all right, you attack, okay, didn't, nope, all right, okay, um, stock down on him, um, stock down on anyone else. Oh, a player that I forgot to mention during the standouts, I thought uh, Isaiah, uh, uh, not Isaiah, uh, Oliver, Isaiah Oliver. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, Isaiah Oliver. I don't know. I, was under, I don't know what I was thinking, but Isaiah Oliver. I thought he. I think. I think he was really good. He's a he, he's a lock for slot. He's a lock. He's a start. Easy starter by far. Yeah. Like, um, I think he is a guy that I was like, okay, nice coverage. Oh wow, um, I, he's gonna be blitzed a lot. I had something. I'm gonna. He's gonna be blitzed a lot. Yeah. Coming off the edge, I, I like that idea. Um, for coaching, actually, team team. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go coaching. Um, stock down on all the coaches. No, I'm not even no 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 joke. The Go energy was it. terrible. Tell me the why. Energy, the energy was terrible today. Oh, the energy. Oh, like at some point, someone you could go coach, play the team in general, whatever you want to put it. The team was the the energy. Actually, was I really you know what you put. I like that argument. The energy was way lower than yesterday. Yesterday, the energy was high, high to the point where Alex Barrett won a one on one rep against Trent Williams with a long arm and talked some sh- to Trent Williams. Man, he went to his face and talked some smack. The energy was high yesterday. Like, like today, it, it was, was interesting because I was standing there uh, during team period and during a couple of individual stuff, and I was talking to the guy next to me, and I was like. Man, is it like is it me or it kind of felt at, at times boring, like in a sense of and, and, and football is not boring, but like what I mean by like the players are just going through the motions. Like uh-huh. Fred normally hyped, normally that guy is normally freaking on a hundred. He was like, eh, made a play, didn't go talk to anyone, like kind of just like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Um, Drake Greenlaw. Uh, Oren Burks punches the ball out. Dre Greenlaw runs over to him, hyped up. Oren Burks kind of like, thank you. Like, just walks to him like, bro, like, the only, the, the most excitement of the day I saw from the entire team was the, was the Willie the Sneed play. touchdown yeah. when the entire offense went and swarmed Willie Sneed. 
outside of that, I was like, all right, let's, uh, what are we doing here? I, I think that honestly, that's the best one. Stock down, the best option is the coaches for that because the energy was way lower today. And I'm sure, go ahead. I, I'm not going to read them. Go ahead and read any practice report. You'll probably see a very similar sentiment. And, and to me, I'm like, because it sucks that I literally got home, haven't been able to talk to anyone. Because literally, I drove. We ate, went and ate smoke eaters. If you, hey, I'm a plug smoke eaters. Stock up, okay? Stock up smoke eaters. If you're ever in Santa Clara in the Niners area, um, stop by smoke eaters. Uh, phenomenal chicken wings. Uh, phenomenal beer selection. If you're over 21, um, smoke eaters stock up. I stopped and ate every time I'm in Santa Clara. I stop in, at smoke eaters. I eat. Uh, drove home. Rohan told me we're going at four, so I stopped, got a, a safe for, for my, my house for my 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 strap and everything, um, put my stuff in there. Um, so for me, I was like, damn, I can't even talk to anyone because I'm driving. So I wanted like to talk to other people that were there. And I'm like, man, like and I was the whole drive, I'm like thinking about it. It was like I like the energy, the vibe was just even from the fans, like that were there. Like it was kind of like hey. normally it's like a reciprocating thing. Yeah, players yeah. come, they hype fans up. Fans then get really hyped, and then they hype the players up during performance. Yeah, like it was, it was interesting because like you kind of like, eh, just going with the flow. And I was like, damn, all right. I don't know if that's how practice is. I always thought, like, damn, today's practice feels kind of. I know in the past couple of of training camps that I've gone to, like the the players are like after a play, like you'll see Fred like go like this, or you'll see him right. get in someone's face and then look at the crowd and does his flex thing. I don't know. That, that's something that I, I, I caught on today. I was like, that's interesting. No, I think that that's a good observation and a very, very observant one to end the day because there was a lot that went on today. And everybody that was in here with your comments or with, you know, just tuning in, we appreciate it because there's a lot of interesting information and, you know, a lot that goes behind the scenes that we get to see because we're there. And so we appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, you know, making sure you guys giving us your support and things like that. We appreciate it. Before we head on out, though, I do want to say, make sure you guys go ahead, subscribe to both channels. The links are in the description. Make sure you go ahead, show both of us some love because we're going to be here providing you some more content, especially when we come back on Monday. Tomorrow is going to be a fun show day as well. I've got Rob Stats Barrera on the channel, probably talking okay. about camp. So that'll be a fun one. And then uh, we'll be back probably right together here on Monday. Uh, after training camp, where I'm going to be there giving my thoughts and everything. So, yes, sir. Faithful, we're out. Appreciate every single one of you guys. See you guys either, if not tomorrow, on Monday, right after training camp. Appreciate you, Ron. Let's do it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.